Welcome to another episode of Mobile Homies. Our guest, I can't even call him a guest. He's more like a, he's just a, a, a friend, a brother. He's an awesome dude, man. Uh, God, what can I say about this guy? Really special person, incredible artist, multi-talented, uh, actor, director, producer, writer, friend, Randall Park. Hey. There he is. What's yes. up, LB? How are you, man? Good, man. You know, yeah. and uh feeling all right, hanging in there. Stressed out a little just because of everything going on in the world, but outside of that, feeling um very lucky, counting my blessings and and happy to be with the family, happy to that we have the technology to connect with friends like this and uh totally you know, just really, really counting all the blessings. How are you kind of staying focused and staying positive throughout this whole thing? Well, I mean, I've been lucky in that we have a, a production company and the production company has a deal with uh, 20th Century Fox to to make TV shows. So, you know, we've been just as busy if just making stuff, you know, connecting with writers and and pitching shows and just keeping real busy. So, so that's, that's kept me sane and kept me, uh, uh, I don't know, feeling, feeling like things are moving, even though I'm at home for the majority at the time. What was the name of the production company? Just so everybody knows. Called Eminent Collision. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, I think the last time we saw each other was, I think just before quarantine started. Yeah, we were supposed to link up, uh, not l- like right right when it started again. That's and right. Because you were going to come back into town, I remember. And then, yeah, you told me, yeah, you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it was crazy. It was like I was I was in L.A., you know, thankfully I still have the place down there, you know. And one of the things I looked forward to the most every time that, you know, I would come down for probably once a month, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and one of the things that I really looked forward to every month were our lunches. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where we'd have these great fucking conversations just about life and the business and music and and film and TV and everything, you know, and family and all that kind of shit. And it it was it was really great. Yeah. And and we were supposed to have we were going to probably go to arts again or some shit. Yeah. 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 Manager calls me. He's like, get the fuck out. That's right. That's right. You had to you were here. That's right. And you you had to you had to cut out. That's right. Yeah. And my manager like, get out of town. L.A. is shutting down. You know what I mean? Get out of town. Yeah. And so, that's, like I said, I mean, and, and, and last time, I think the time before that we talked, I think the, the company was just starting to get going. You know, the yeah, production starting to get just- going. Exactly. And I feel like we've made a lot of headway since the quarantine, which is kind of ironic. But um, but it's it's been great, man. Been great. Are, are you able to talk about any of that stuff yet that, that you guys are working on? Is there anything that's been announced? Or? I don't know. I'm, uh, just to not jinx it, I won't talk about specific things. But uh, but we do have a lot of shows that we're we're working on, and we're meeting with a lot of you know really talented, amazing writers. And and uh, it's been you know it's been there 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 has been a learning curve for us as there is with everything new that you kind of embark on and and. Everything, everything's been, it's been a great like learning process. I, I I felt like I was when I first started acting, you know, just kind of learning the ropes and, and, and making mistakes. And uh, thankfully I got two, two friends of mine who, who I've known since college who are uh, Mike, 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 writer, a very accomplished writer and my friend Hugh, who's a a very accomplished uh, producer and executive and, and, uh, so it's kind of a family affair and that's been fun and we've been we've been really enjoying the ride. So and then w- with this new company with the with the things that you guys are trying to develop I mean does do do these projects see you not just in an acting role but also in a directing and writing and producing yeah. role obviously okay. Yeah, I'd say the majority are are uh yeah, either writing slash producing or just produce producing uh there are a couple where i'm uh, the plan is for me to act in them but mm-hmm. no so um just kind of kind of a little bit of everything do, do you feel that 
um, after Fresh Off the Boat, which was obviously a fucking phenomenon, you know, and um, and Always Be My Maybe and the, some of the other movie stuff that you've done over the years. Rec- well, actually, recently, mm-hmm. that, that you had sort of like, in from, from my perspective, I'm, I'm seeing like, you know, just, just tracking the trajectory of your career, mm-hmm. you know, do you see this as like the, the production company as like the next logical step for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the seeds of the production company were planted well before I even was acting professionally. When I was in college with my friends, Mike and Hugh, we were all in this Asian American theater company that I had co-founded on campus. And uh, we were writing our own original plays, telling these stories from our perspective. What was, the name, what was the name of that? The, the, it was, the called, it was called Laku the Coyote That Cares Theater Company, or LCP. And it's still going on to this day. It's 20-something years in. Um, but, uh, but all those things that we were doing back then, producing our own stuff, advertising the shows, uh, I mean, every, every aspect of putting on a, a live stage show, we, we, were, we did. And uh, I think that really planted the seed. So when I, once I embarked on my acting career, it's just kind of this slow build over many years. And I finally got myself to a point where, oh, I could do that stuff that I loved doing in college, mm. uh, but on a professional level. Why not bring some of my old friends who are each doing so well on their own and and let's bring the band back together so that's what, kind of what we've been doing I, I think that's amazing because you, you know one of the things that that's really become clear to me as i've been doing these zoom casts like we had we had charlie tuna and cut chemist to together yeah and another common theme there is you know not only are these guys great artists separately and together as a group yeah. obviously but it's 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 really to me and and this is kind of what i'm hearing here with you with 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 Hugh and with Mike it's it's really also the story of this 30 year friendship you know? yeah yeah for sure for sure like, like those guys have been friends since high school you yeah. know and uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Galactic but we had Galactic also and and again another 25 year friendship yeah. And I, I, I just love hearing these. And of course, you know, Latif and I, we had Latif was the first, another 25, 30 year friendship, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I love hearing these stories about people that, you know, met when they were basically kids or teenagers or in their yeah. early 20s, you know, and they go on to do these great things both separately and then they come back together again and they're yeah. able to do. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's real. I mean, I, I think that's a testament to the, the 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 people we are and the people we surround ourselves with. You know, I mean, because there's a lot of people who move forward in life and they just kind of shed their their old friends off and and find new friends and you know, with every step, kind of just constant reinvention, which I think is good. But I also feel like there is something to say about an old friend. You know, like. It's uh, I think for me, it's like they 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 are a part of who I am. And so to be able to work with them later in life, it, it just makes sense. It's like working with myself, you know, it's uh, parts of who I am and, and 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 back at them, you know, like I am a I am a part of them. So it's, I mean, like working with you on Always Be My Maybe is like even though we didn't know each other, I knew you through your music. And I was such a big fan of your music that it felt like a part of me from the past was just coming back into my life and to have you in the movie. I mean, that was, it was crazy for me, man. Cause I was, I was such a huge, I mean, and am, and always will be such a huge fan. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, man. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. You know, it was interesting too, cause I went back and I, I, I watched Dr. Miracles on YouTube, you know what I mean? And, I saw again, just sort of speaking to these, you know, these long-standing relationships. Yeah. I saw people from your personal and professional life in yeah. these 20, 25 year old plus or whatever it was videos. You're like, I saw Ray live. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this dude has known these guys all of his professional life, you yeah. know? And yeah. that's, that's really remarkable. If you think about that, you know, and, and, I start and I saw all these familiar faces that maybe I had seen at the uh, 
at, you know, at the Always Be My Maybe premiere. Like, I just remember the after party and it seemed like, you know, I was there with my wife. I was there with Joy. And, and one thing we kept saying to each other is like, wow, this is like a community. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it just seemed like everybody had a pre-existing relationship between you and Allie and everybody else. It just seemed yeah. like everybody had these long-standing relationships. And that was really rare to see. Yeah. I mean, Allie was a part of that theater company. You know, yeah. she came a little later. And uh, we all went to UCLA. The premiere was in Westwood, mm -hmm. right across the street from UCLA. Yeah. So we're like, this is like, po it's like poetic, you know? Like, let's yeah. bring, let's invite all of our old uh, theater company friends, you know, from that college theater company. So aside from being this, great premiere and real just incredible experience screening that movie it was also this amazing family reunion you know for for a lot of us so so it was cool man. yeah and i mean i i kind of felt that just just being on set you know it it was um it was i mean i have i've done a few movies i haven't done that many you know but i don't recall there ever being i mean there were so many special things to me about that set Obviously, culturally, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I've ever been on a set. It's rare that you look around and you're like, everybody here looks like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right? And then the producers, they look like me. You know, it's just rare. It was so special, you know? And the vibe was just great. And I think it was because of all that. It just seemed, it seemed to me that even if the actors weren't familiar with each other, yeah. We all kind of recognized that it was such a special situation, yeah. you know, that I, I think any kind of like showbiz pretense or whatever, that was all gone. You oh, know, yeah, it's it all gone. That was gone. You know what I mean? And it, it felt great. It, I, yeah. I never experienced that before, you know? Yeah, me neither. And I think that movie, that whole experience, you know, I mean, again, Ali and I go way back. Galamco co-wrote the movie with Ali and I. He was, he was in that theater company too, Nanachka Khan. She was the creator and showrunner fresh off the boat. I've been working with her for the, for the past, at that point, five years, you know. And then all the, all the producers who came on uh, from Netflix and from Good Universe, they just happened to be these lovely people. Totally. Also appreciated that vibe and yes. that. You know, it didn't feel like, uh, quote unquote, Hollywood. It felt like a bunch of friends just making something fun, you know. And then a lot of the actors we hired were people, you know, who I, I you know, Karin Sony. I'd worked with him uh, in a movie before. Um, Charlene Yee, never worked with her, but just loved her. Over I the love years. Charlene. I love yeah. Charlene, yeah. yeah great human beings and so uh so yeah it really it really felt special man and so so that whole experience you know kind of naturally led to the the production company you know as far as like oh you know what i want every job to feel like that from now on you know totally. yeah and, uh, and so i'm gonna try to create recreate that feeling as as many times as i can throughout the rest of the course of my career because that's just how i don't know it's just how life should be you know and, and uh it, it was funny like we were i think after the movie wrapped and we were having one of our lunches like yeah. i was just talking about and i was i was basically telling you the same thing of how, how uh, special i felt the experience was you know yeah. Yeah. And, and how everybody got along and everybody and it was just a great vibe and on set yeah. And you were like, <laughs> usually that means the movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, you know. But it, it turned out to so not be true. You yeah. know what I mean? It turned out to so not be true. And I can't tell you, like, it was, fun, it was so funny. Like, when quarantine started, I posted that fake promo photo of, of, of Hello Peril, you know? Uh, yeah with all of us kind of leaning up against the wall and shit. I see Dude. that one. I might not have seen that one. Okay, so I posted that on Instagram and I said, you know, I basically said, how many of, who wants to see uh, see us get the band back together? Maybe for I did see that one, yeah. For a quarantine live stream. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got more engagement <laughs> than any other post I had done in 2020. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It was and people started responding with tennis balls and shit. You know oh, what man. I mean? I get asked all the time, like, when, when are you guys going to, like, go on tour? And I'm like, 
of us do, most of us don't even play the instruments we were playing, you know, like it's a, it's a movie band, you know? Yeah. It was, it was funny having a bass coach, bro. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I always forget to turn. I'm the only guy in the world with a home phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm talking to Randall. Who, I don't even know how to use it. Did you see? I'm talking to Randall, whoever the fuck this is, go the fuck away. Okay. Bye. So let me turn this even, Who was that? What if that was, uh, you know? Man, the only people that have your home phone number these days are telemarketers, bro. Right, right, right. right. I don't even know what my home phone number is, to be honest. Oh, that's funny. Like, if you asked me what it was, I... Sorry, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> no. It's all good, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I had a bass coach, man, which was fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. And this guy's getting paid to just sit there and be like, oh, that, you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think all of us uh, were... I mean, I know I know how to play like real basic piano, like some things, but uh, but all of us were were if we didn't know at all, we're novices, you know. Except for Charlene, Charlene ha knew how to play numerous instruments, but um, yeah, she's amazing, man. She is so multi talented. I mean, and and like I said, I mean, I had some of the best fucking conversations just in the transport van on the way from the hotel to set. I mean, we would just like either the three of us or the two of us or the four of us or, you know, Michelle, whoever was in the car at the time, you know, oh, so we have these, yeah, we'd have these amazing conversations about just relationships and, yeah. and work and, and uh, fucking you name it, man. It was, yeah. it was crazy, you know, and it'd always be like this burly Canadian dude. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of tuning yeah. in. He, he didn't know what the fuck to think, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, yeah, it felt like summer camp, man. It felt like this, like, getaway, like, kind of, Yeah, I don't know. It just, we all just bonded so much. It, it, it was magical, man. Yeah. And then, um, because a lot of people may not know this about you, but you can rap, bro. I mean, you can real. I mean, Randall's got bars. <laughs> Randall can spit, you know, like... Everybody asked me about, you know, those three songs, the Keanu Reeves and Hello and um, Bounce Back. I think initially pe people that know me, they asked me, did you write all that stuff? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like he wrote all that shit and just <laughs> and made space for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and, and I don't think people know your history in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I'm a first off, I'm a I'm a when it comes to like rap i'm a fan and that's what i consider myself just a huge fan and that's how i knew of you and was such a big fan of yours and i mean i was just a fan i just like collected i just collected i mean i had i got a huge cassette tape slash cd collection collecting dust in my garage you know <laughs> um, that was my era you know yeah Cassette tapes into CDs, those two eras, and uh, and 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 rap music was just like my favorite. You know, I just loved it. To me, it was so many things. Um, it was fun. It was storytelling. It was political. It was um, you know just ignorant at times, and I loved that too. You know, I just loved every aspect of it, and. Um, so I was a fan and, and with me, like usually when I'm a fan of something, I will try to do it no matter what it is. If I mm -hmm. love it, I will try, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And if I, and, and usually if I try and can't do it, I start losing interest in it. Strangely uh -huh. enough, you know, um, I tried to play baseball. I tried to do little league when I was a kid and I was so bad. And then I just kind of lost it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but the the art like artistic creative stuff, I always felt like oh, if I'm there's like something to glean off of all of this, you know. Early on, I just start writing, writing like little rhymes, and and um, I'd say in col and then in college, out of out of college, formed this band with a group of friends. I mean, it was pretty much the band in the movie. That was what we were. And that's what the band in the movie was based off of this, this post-college band that we had. Yeah. 
and we, you know, we, we performed kind of a lot of, all over LA and we went up North a couple times and, and, um, had a, had a tiny following, but, um, yeah, it was basically in, in the movie, the band, the band, the concept of the band was what if I didn't quit that? What if we, that band never disbanded, you know, and it kept going? Well, we'd probably be the band in this movie. I never knew that, man. Oh, I never really? knew that. So, so, well, I, I knew that, obviously I knew that you were in a band. You know? Yeah. What? Oh, no, wait. No, I did know Ray Lye told me that I was him. Yeah, he was in. He was the bassist of our band uh, for a while, and 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 then he had another band, so he ended up leaving our band for the other. But he claims he got booted, but I don't remember him getting booted. But, over uh, and over again, he claims this. By the way, yeah, privately, yeah. he claims this. To yeah, me. I don't remember. <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. But I know he was in another band. Okay, and, and so he he kind of put put his efforts into that, uh, focus his efforts onto that other band. So we brought in another bass player. So Hello Peril from Always Be My Maybe was in part based on a real band. Yeah. And that's fucking amazing. I had yeah. no idea. I mean, I knew you were in a band, but I didn't know that that was the basis for the- Yeah, for the, yeah it was, it was, yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool, it was, man. It was a big what if, you know, like right. what if we were still playing? We'd probably also be in this at the same level as the band, you know, like- ah, yeah. <laughs> playing locally and being okay with that, you know? Yeah. Aren't you pissed off that you didn't stick with it? I was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was fun to relive it though, you know, yeah, for them. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think it's probably worked out for the best. Right? <laughs> I, I, um, I was going to say, I see people like you on stage. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing we we stopped because we can't get to that level. We we were ne we were, would never be able to get to that level, you know. Well, thank you for saying that. I I just I think though that you, me knowing your history, I I think one of the things that's always impressed me is that just just like you said, you always have indulged that artistic curiosity, you know. And I think like it's just like you said, like if something interested you. If it piqued your interest, I'm, should I give it a shot? You know what I mean? To me, that is kind of invaluable. I mean, ha have you always been like that your entire life and to this day? Yeah, to this day. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I, it's hard to, of me to conceive of being a fan of something without mm -hmm. trying it. You know, like, I don't know. It's just hard for me to conceive that. Why is that? What, what, what is that that, that sort of that, that, that turns you on? I think because it like, if I'm a fan of something, I really like want to know the mechanics of it, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, uh, and the only way to really get to know the mechanics of it, I feel like is to try it, you know? Oh. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes I'm not good at some, like, uh, like I'm generally not into sports. Like I, I'm not a big sports fan, but every now and then I'll, I'll like, you know, like I'll, I'll watch the last dance and be like, oh man, this is so intriguing, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and, and I'll be thankful that I, of my years trying to play basketball, you know, as a kid, like, right. it's like, I know how difficult it is and how easy they make it look is like a, really a feat. This Jordan guy, I mean, this is <laughs> it's really a miracle. Like, how good he is like yeah trust me i know because i i could barely dribble the ball but i tried to at one point you know yeah. like yeah um, it just it just gives me a better understanding of what i'm like taking in you know when were you did you feel like i don't know I, as a kid i felt like a lot of pressure to play sports yeah especially you know for me like there we had in, in, I'm not sure if they had it in LA, but in, in the Bay area here, we had what was called J league, which was like Japanese basketball league. I don't know if they had that there, but yeah, they have it in LA. Uh, oh. I mean, I wasn't a part of that, but it, it's, it's big in LA. Yeah. And it, it, it fucked me up that I was terrible at basketball <laughs> and we have our own league. And right, I right. <laughs> terrible. But don't you find though, that trying these things that there is a, kind of almost a direct connection between all like endeavors, like even art, whether artistic or athletic, like there is, there is a, there are similar lessons to be learned from each of these things, you know, about, about hard work, about perseverance, about yeah. dedication, you know, about craftsmanship, 
about all these things. They're, they're, they're all, they are all connected. So I feel like every time you try something new, it, it almost like gives you a better understanding of the things that you, you, you do want to focus on and the things that you do love, you know? Is, is that, do you, do you feel that way from like, because it's process of elimination and you're like, okay, it's definitely not going to be this space that I'm going to pursue or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, like for many years I did stand up mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, and I loved it. And there were times when I was just like, this is not for me. And eventually I was like, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't, I, I don't think the amount of work that I'll need to put into this, to get really good. Like, I know I can get really good, but I just don't have enough of a passion to put in that work, you know? Right. Yeah. But of all, out of all, you know, during all those years when I was pursuing it, I'm so glad I did because it made me more confident. It made me better at auditioning, you know? Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of similar, kind of in the moment sort of thing, you know? And it, it yeah. gave me a better understanding of comedy and what, how people connect to, to certain things and you know, how, how a word can make a joke a lot, a lot funnier and how mm. if you take out a word, it makes it a lot funnier. How if it, you know, just rhythm and timing and, and all of that is related to writing scripts. It's related to acting. It's related mm. to writing rhymes, you know, it's all yeah. like economy of words and, and flow and how, how all that connects, you know? So I feel like there's this big connection between everything. Well, okay, so it, it's almost like everything that, that maybe you, you you tried but didn't necessarily pursue full-time, it all contributed to the ultimate journey, right? So sure. The ultimate sure. destination, which is where you're at now. I mean, they all sort of, each one of these respective paths kind of chipped in to your ultimate path. For sure. Yeah. I th- Do you feel like you're a musical journey? Don't you see the direct connection to acting? I do. You know, I do because, you know, it is about timing. It is about presence. Yeah. It's about, it's about emoting, yeah. you know, and um, intention. Intention, vulnerability. Vulnerability, expression. Like a lot of people don't realize, you know, because you with music, you just hear it. You yeah. know, you hear it. But you don't see us in the studio. We're yeah. making all the faces. I mean, as you know, you know, we're, we're sort of, we're sort of channeling all these, we're channeling action, you know, yeah. as we're doing it. And so, so in that respect, yes, but also like, here's another example. When I came and visited you, I think it was not this very last season, but, but the, the previous season uh, uh, when you were, when you were taping fresh off the boat and I came and I spent the day on set. Yeah. You know? that's right. Yeah. And you were like, you can leave at any time. This is going to go on all day long. Da, 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 you know, stay for however long as you want, or you could just go, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I, I stayed the whole day. Yeah. I, would, I stayed the whole day. And, and to most me, it just, people don't stay, most people don't stay the whole day because they get right. bored. They get bored. Yeah. But I stayed the whole day. But for me, it, it wasn't a big deal because I'm used to spending hours and hours and hours in the studio, yeah. sitting, sitting there, listening, thinking, considering alternatives, da, 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 multiple takes, you know, it's not something that's, so in that respect, I think it it sort of prepares you for that music. Like, I don't mind being on set all day. I don't, you know, I don't, because sometimes, you know, like I learn more just being around you and Charlene on, on set about acting and da 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 sometimes more than the actual action you know yeah. than the scenes you know sure 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 and and so i really got a lot out of that so i guess to answer your question yeah totally yeah i mean they're, they're, to me they're two sides of the same coin in a yeah. lot of ways you know acting and and music you know yeah i mean do do you think that what you what you specifically learned from 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 your your history with music informed how you dealt with your acting as well for sure yeah for sure yeah i mean being on stage yeah and i you know it's i i think about i I'm talking about the last dance again because i just saw it but you know there michael jordan is he is and 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 any athlete who are ex, who who excel at the game they are they 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 get into this headspace where it's almost like 
they're in some sort of another kind of realm, you know, like, and they, they're not even thinking almost, it's almost automatic. And it's like, and I forgot there was a term for that where it's just like, it becomes almost this spiritual thing. Mm, you know? yeah. And I feel like the same thing goes for doing music mm-hmm. when you're on stage. It's like when you're really in the pocket, you know, it almost becomes this thing where you're being, there's like a divine force almost like working through you. You're a vessel, you know, and I feel like the same thing goes for acting. The same thing goes for comedy. It's like when you're in that pocket, that's when you're, you know, and that pocket is the result of a lot of things. It's a result of preparation, hard work, experience, yeah. uh, confidence. And, you know, and uh, so the I think the goal every time is to, find that pocket, you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking, is that alpha state? What do they call that? Yeah, something like that. It's something like that, right? Where it's basically you're in the zone, you know? In the zone, yeah, exactly. But I I can't remember what, yeah, there's there's definitely a word for that. And I I know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I see you on stage and it's like, oh man, he's, I don't even know if, I think he's just, it's just all feeling, you know, it's all. Mm. healing and and it's such a vibe and i feel like that's the that's what you're i think you're going for and even when you're writing you know when you're sitting down and the thing kind of writes itself you're not laboring through you know like through your words it's like it's just coming to you it's like that's that's that same kind of state that you're always trying to go for so trying to labor through to get there you know yeah yeah totally i mean and and also but when you say that you know, sort of like this convergence of experience and, you know, feeling and, and skill and, yeah. and passion and sort of being in the moment. And they all sort of come together. And then, yes, you kind of lose track of time and, yeah. and failure and failure. Yeah. Failure is a big part of it. You know, you need to, you need to fail, you know. Let, let's talk about failure for a second, man, because I think failure is so it it hurts like shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a killer, but it is so fucking important. You know what I mean? Like, I can't say enough about failure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, and I think every artist, no matter how su- successful ultimately they became, they had tremendous failures. Yeah. And continue to, continue to. We The public only sees the wins, you know, the, Dang, yeah. Hopefully, 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 they only see the wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I mean, what what would you say were some of your most important failures? Oh my gosh, I have had so many, so many. <laughs> that yeah. you know, the the strange thing is, sometimes the biggest failures aren't what would be wouldn't won't register as big failures to other people. Yeah. But to me, like for example, when I was in my acting journey, I had booked, you know, I booked a lot of commercials, but I was trying, I was trying to get into TV a little more, just a couple, like a, a few lines on TV. I'd been, I would have been happy with cause I didn't have many TV credits and, and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I was up for a part and uh, I, I felt like I killed the audition. And this was like, I don't know, this was like a five line role, you know? So for me at the time, it was such a big deal. And I had a friend who was going in for that same part and I found, come to find out it, it was down to me and my friend. They were trying to decide between me and my friend. Mm. My friend was, he had, he, he had way more credits than me. He was working a ton and I didn't get the part. It went to my friend. And this was a show that no one's ever heard of. It came and went, you know, uh, but at the time I needed a win so badly because I hadn't had a win in a long time. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah I was broke. Mm. I was flat broke. So the literal, just the, the $1,500 I would have made from that would have like been a life changer for me at the time. Totally. Yes. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know, I was just down on myself. Mm. So that hit me harder than any of the bigger failures in my life. And there have been many bigger failures, but at that time, I just needed it so bad. Right. You know, and I needed to, I needed a sign that I was meant to do this. Mm. But the sign said, no, you weren't, your friend is meant to do this, but you weren't, you know? So I remember just being so crushed by that. 
and and breaking down like on my on the carpet of my uh studio apartment you know like but like in retrospect which which kind of sounds disgusting any carpet of a studio apartment (laughs) is disgusting yes filthy (laughs) (laughs) because and we don't we didn't have a dog but it was just like filthy but how many other actors have broken down in that same studio apartment on that carpet? You know, it's just disgusting. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, but but the thing was like, and I think I think after that, I, I think I tried to quit. I think it was that devastating. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and I might may have quit maybe for a few months, but eventually like went right back to it. But if I didn't go back to it, I, I'd be in a different place right now. You know. So what was your takeaway at that moment? You know, or subsequently, like 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 spiritually what were you thinking like to yourself after that well i mean like after in retrospect looking and i look back at that moment a lot number one the the role and the part means nothing nothing in the grand scheme of things you know if i were to have booked the part and told you the role in the show you'd be like i don't never heard of any of that you know like yeah it, it was it was one credit meant nothing mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things but at the time, it meant everything, you know. Totally, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then the other thing is like, just uh, proud that I got through it, you know. Mm-hmm. That there was a, I, I was down for the count for a while, but there was the moment where I picked myself up off that carpet and dusted myself off and right. put yeah. my head down and kept going, you know. Like, and, and I feel like my career has been. A series of that, you know? Yeah. And will always be a series of that. That's just like, I feel like that, to me, that's the main kind of ingredient of success. It's it's that getting up, getting back up. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, similarly to that, I remember when I was, when I first started making records, you know, it was, and, and this has always been, I mean, the, the business that we're in is, yeah the toughest industries probably no we've talked about you've talked i every time we're together i pick your brain about music and those early years and you you tell me like you always tell me how it was it was hard shit man and i and i think it it never stops being hard by the way right i mean would you agree with that no matter what level you're at it never stops being hard like there's still moments where i have to raise my voice at somebody or there's still moments where i feel moments of rejection you know what i mean and there's still it doesn't matter i mean because you're always trying to it's it's like you said you have this artistic curiosity that you're trying to feed and it leads you down whatever path it leads you down and there's always obstacles you know what i mean and and I think, but but one of the things just just kind of that, that's similar to your story. I remember starting out, and I and I heard Coppola say once, you know, it was like in some documentary that that, that he was on, and it was like it, it's not about the losses, it's not about the opportunities that you missed, it's about the opportunities that you made, you know, and it, it, as long as the opportunities that you made out or outweigh and the number is higher than the opportunities that you lost. You're in great fucking shape, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, the thing about acting, especially when you're starting out, it's almost like the opposite because no matter what, the majority of auditions you go on, you're not going to get. You're going right. to get rejected, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you know, you're lucky if you, if you book one or two things that first year out of the 50 auditions you go on, you know? And it's like, and it's that, that mentality of, constant rejection and Mm -hmm. and absorbing it like a human being would and and feeling it but then eventually being able to let it go quicker you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like yeah we like for me now it's like yeah i go through the same you know thing there's rejection constantly there's taking l's constantly but i'm able to feel it and then let go of it quicker you know Mm. i think that's uh, a good thing well i I think the thing that's really awesome now is that you you know one of the ways that particularly independent musicians differ from actors is we're able to create our roles yeah we're able to write our own songs and release our own material and whereas you know I, i see actors they're looking for the next job. They're looking to be, they're looking to be hired. 
I don't necessarily have that struggle. You know, I have a whole set of different files. Yeah, yeah. You know, but until I started having these conversations with other actors, it was like, okay, well, one thing at least that I know for sure is that at any given moment, I can express myself to the world. You know, there's there's going to be no barrier there for me to do that. You know, of of the same kind anyway. Yeah, and. How special is it now that you have this company, you have this vehicle where you can start to create your own roles, roles for other people, your own stories? It's great. It's, I mean, yeah, it is uh, empowering. And, uh, but it's also something that I was doing when I was acting because the technology had caught up to, uh, to, to where I was at. I was able to make stuff, you know, make shorts make web, web series, write, write scripts, you know? So, uh, so, and, and, and doing that while I was, you know, kind of just making my way as an actor, being able to do that and make stuff and write stuff and then see it, see it cut together, you know, and actually doing the cutting and editing myself, you know, like that whole process fed into me eventually, again, like along with my experience on Always Be My Maybe, my history of making shorts, making Mm -hmm. series, making, you know, just making stuff that also played into kind of my wanting to get into producing and making and and writing again. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, it's like that power of not having to, I mean, we definitely have gatekeepers to deal with, but of course, yeah. but nothing's stopping me from getting on a, a, a keyboard and, and writing uh, a typewriter, you know, my computer and just writing, you know, I could always do that. And um, that's empowering. I feel like all actors should should definitely like try to do that. Now, now do you feel like sort of like the, the democratization of of expression in terms of, you know, like, for, for instance, for me, I can make a song, throw it up on Spotify. Boom. No problem. Right. It's a little more complicated for actors and writers and directors, but like you just said, you can do shorts, put them up on YouTube, boom, it's done, yeah. or Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How has that, in your in your in your opinion, uh, liberated the artists from when, let's say, when you first started? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was cathartic to be able to do that, and, and it was it saved me from getting depressed, you know, because mm-hmm. because the acting journey is a, again constant rejection. You if you internalize that, you how can you not get depressed when you're constantly rejected? So like to 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 be able to write something, get together with some friends, shoot it, make it, see it, that's exciting, you know, and that's fun, and uh, and I feel like. If you're a, a, like an up a, a actor starting out today, it's like, and you're just depending on auditions to act, it's like, well, then you're not an actor because how often are you acting? You know, like right. you've got to cr- find those opportunities to act. And if you can't find them, just create them because you can do that now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and not only will that keep you in practice, but it will also just keep you sane and keep you excited and keep yeah. you, you know, um, uh, and, and to, to have that feeling that you could feel uh, as, a, as a musician and as a, a artist in music where you could just make it and put it out and get a response, you know, it's like, I feel like we all have better access to that now more than ever. So. Yeah. So, so take advantage of it, you know. And I think that that, that whole process, you know, the ability to self-produce, yeah. you know, I, I think has put guys like us, men and women like us, who have traditionally been underseen, yeah. you know, let's say in our respective industries, yeah. it's finally given us an avenue and a path like i don't know that something like fresh out fresh off the boat would have been possible had not eddie been doing what he was doing yeah and yeah you had had been producing content in the way that you had been so that you could be seen you know and and you're just not totally dependent upon the machine you know what i mean all connected for sure right and and I, i i just wonder you know, if you feel like that has accelerated our presence, 
you know, in the business, because I mean, th- this was something that, that we talked about quite a bit was that from my perspective right now, I, I look at it, like I, I just compare it to when I first started, you know, and when I first started, I was the only guy really that looked like me and, and did what I did, you know, with, had a vowel on the, on the end of my last name, you know what I mean? That, that, and I would take a look around and like, wow, I'm really fucking on an Island out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and thankfully 20 years later, 25 years later, I don't feel that way. Anymore. Right. I don't feel that way anymore. And, and it's not because we weren't ever there and we didn't ever have these dreams, but it was because now we have these tools where we can self produce yeah. and it forced industries to take notice. You For know. sure. I think that's the thing. It's like when you see people putting their stuff out online and see that there's an actual audience for it, you know, yeah, is uh, then it's kind of like you, you go back to the, the studios or the or the I don't know, record labels or, or the uh, networks or whatever. And it's like, you're hey, this is proof that you guys are leaving money on the table. It's like right. there's an audience who wants to see themselves reflected on screen like how could you not like this is proof the numbers are right there it's right. like how yeah. can you not at least you know try to 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 serve that audience you know um and i think they're they're getting hip to it it's still an uphill battle but at least in tv and film they're getting hip to it yeah i mean and, and i think it got me really excited you know to to see everything that you're doing everything that ali's doing i mean we we can all point to now five or 10 or 15 of our friends that have great careers and have projects in development and so forth. And from an outsider's point of view, I'm like, Oh shit, this is like a whole gold wave that we haven't seen ever before. You know, and it's true, you know, it is true. I'm just wondering, but then as I would say that I would get really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I would talk to you about it and you would say, well, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not quite there yet. You know, I, I clearly it's changing, you know, be, yeah. because of the success stories, the things that you've been a part of, obviously, you know, people can point to crazy rich Asians and Ali's success, you know, and, yeah. and so forth. But yeah, I think, I think it is, it is changing, but I feel like there's a long way to go. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a long way to go. It's kind of like one thing we've been talking about in the production company is, shows or 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 film movies with uh, with more kind of complex challenging characters you know maybe maybe like shitty characters you know it's like yeah. we we have we have we haven't been able to do that yet right now it's still like kind of human stories but they're generally on the 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 less offensive side very and, wholesome, uh, wholesome characters yeah wholesome yeah. characters and i think that's great because you need that yeah to be able to that's a step towards yeah more nuanced complicated characters but i i do feel like that's one that's you know kind of the next place we got to go and to be able to show that you want to show the breadth of humanity right of this yeah of this community or these communities. That's right. another thing, these communities. It's like, you don't want to just show East Asian folks. You want to show every, you want to, every group to kind of have their, let their story be told through, you know, and, yeah. and one story isn't going to represent that whole group. So you want to tell more stories. So you want to, you want to diversify, you know, <laughs> that whole line. I thought I turned this shit off. Hold on, sorry. Hi, we're trying to diversify. Just don't ever call me again. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Hold on. It's a VTech. I don't even know what the fuck. I think I got this shit at Goodwill one day because my wife says I need we need a home phone because we have children. Whatever what? that means. <laughs> I just say, okay, whatever, you know. Okay, I just unplugged it forever. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We were all rolled in. So one of those aren't an emergency, you know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah, well, sure. Don't have cell phone, don't have your cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I know. I mean, I think I, I think I said what I, what I said. But uh, we, we had the same conversation with Kimmy, Kimmy Yam, uh, yeah. from NBC News, and I think yeah, we just. Oh, she's amazing. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. And and you know, one of the things that we talked about is that you know. As, as a group, Asians are not monolithic. I mean, there's so much diversity. Like, I don't even know, 
all yeah. the ancient groups that there are or all the stories that we yeah. have to be told you know and i think we're sort of in this point in history i've always felt like yes it's 2020 but in some regard i feel like we were we're as a group we're kind of in the 50s or the 60s in terms of like national media presence right like it's right, still, right right you know like we're still kind of in a sammy davis jr phase yeah. you know well it's interesting because you know after after crazy rich asians came out and it was such a monumental like piece of work and and so important to the community but after that came out i remember that pilot season there were you know there were uh a handful of i wouldn't say like it wasn't like a wave of asian american shows but there were a handful of shows but they were all kind of about really rich asian <laughs> totally. and i remember and none yeah. of them got picked up the series unfortunately and i was rooting for them mm. and i knew a lot of people involved with them yeah. and they were all just like great talented people yeah. but a part of me was like man see this is how this industry thinks it's like there's one thing and we got to just capitalize off of that one thing and but they don't like why not tell stories about asians who are poor you know what i mean like like i was i didn't grow up rich most of my friends didn't you know so yeah. it's like that's but you know, again, it's steps. It's yeah. steps. And Parasite came out, and although that wasn't Asian Americans, it yeah. it showed people that people who look like us could be struggling. And uh, and my hope was that oh well, maybe that will open up things in terms of uh, depictions. You know, I I know what you mean. Like I'm waiting for that that HBO series. Do you remember Girls? Yeah. Like, but with all Asian girls, right? Yeah. So you, You've got like this, you know, just where we have these drug addicted, I'm being, I'm just giving you like a, a total generalization of yeah, how yeah. I see it in my mind, you know? Yeah. Like these totally edgy, real characters that like the Asian girls that I grew up with that were covered yeah. in tattoos and had drug problems and family problems, yeah. but they were super charming and funny as hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just an example of the sort of diversity that exists within our community. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Getting but we're just not, and I hear critics, particularly, you know, within the community say these kinds of things like, man, that shit just ain't real. It's just not who we are, you know, da, da, da. And, and the thing that I have to remind my friends sometimes is like, compare where we are now, though, in the media yeah. to where we were just five fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's actually moving kind of quickly, you know, if you think about in, in the scheme of the not not as fast as we would all like, of course. Yeah. yeah. But it is actually moving kind of quickly. You know, it's not it, we're, we're every year we're seeing more and more diversity within the representation of just the fact that you and I can have this conversation right now and it'll be public, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you know, we have perspective, though, you know, yeah. been around the block. And I feel like a lot of younger folks, they have a different perspective, you know, and they, they have social media and they have the immediacy of these times. Everything you want it, you get it, you know, and it's right. like, well, I want it. I got it. But it'll go up. But I don't want that. I don't want that show because that doesn't represent me. I want something that represents me. It's like, well, we're not right. there yet, you know. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, then write it because no one else is going to write the show that perfectly represents you other than you. You're the only one, you yeah. know, that, that was our whole motto with like soul sides and quantum was like, nobody would fucking sign us. Yeah. You, you know? And, and we, at, at a certain point we were just like, well, shit, if nobody's making the records that we want, we, we need to just start making them ourselves. Yes. And to me, that is so yeah. inspiring. And that's what I loved about your whole collective, like the whole crew. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. like everybody had their own superpower, you know? And, yeah. and, but it was also this kind of, it felt like this band of misfits, you know, like people who totally who, who didn't like quite fit in the, in the system and what they were, you know, traditionally like, right what we were seeing like traditionally in the system and and you guys just all just did it and then you teamed up within each other and you you know right. you, i mean come on it's like magical like just the 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 uh the way you guys took this negative 
experience in terms of trying to 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 fit into this this system and you were like screw it we're just going to make lemons out of this and and you guys did and i feel like that's what we all have that's the kind of mind state that we all should be in as far as creative people you know i mean it's exactly what you said that you did you know it was like okay well if if i can't get this role i'm going to create my own you know if, if i can't if i can't get this uh part then i'm just gonna write my own and we'll, we'll put it up on the internet and yeah. I, I think particularly for artists of color this has been an invaluable tool yeah you know? because i mean think how many people before us had the same dreams that we did had the same level of talent that we did right. Right. But those tool, those tools just didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. I, I'll be honest, man. When I was a kid, I I totally resented Bruce Lee. I totally resented Mr. Sulu, and I totally resented Mr. Miyagi. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, and I felt that way that that maybe that you just characterized some of the the the, the younger artists today it was like that shit ain't me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's all we had. You know, and so we were forced to identify with. Well, that's a th- for me, it was different. I mean, for me, it was like watching Karate Kid. I love Miyagi, but mm-hmm. I didn't identify with Miyagi. I identified with Daniel-san, you know. Uh, okay, I, yeah. I, I, Indiana Jones, I thought Short Round was funny. Short Round, right, Short yeah, Round. I identified yeah. with Indiana Jones, you know. Yeah. And I didn't even question it. Right. I just mm. laughed at them because they were funny or I, yeah. you know, they served their function in that story and I accepted yeah. that. But the one who I really saw the world through, the eyes that I really saw the world through were the lead characters who were always white. And, yeah. but I took that with me and I took those lessons, bravery, uh, you know, standing up for yourself, you know, being yes. bold. And, and I, wore those into my adulthood i put put them on and i put on my indie hat indie uh indiana jones hat and i you know uh step out into the world and then with my daniel son stance and then i realize that everyone else sees me as miyagi everyone else sees me as short round everyone else sees me as you know the side yeah. character but in my head I'm like wait a minute I'm the lead character oh no yeah. no maybe I am the side character yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. and see but that that was the hard part for me man was I you know I would show up to school and everybody be like hey Tom wax on wax off right. you know You're right and I was like oh fuck this is what I have to endure for the next year as this movie is a hit blockbuster you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah and then you know, revenge of the revenge of the see, and this is, I think, the 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 paradox and the 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 sort of conundrum that we as Asian Americans find ourselves in because we love these shows yeah. and we love these movies. Yet, yeah, either either we are not represented or or we're represented in like a really weird way, you know. <laughs> and I, I I will just say though that years later. I see now what a genius Bruce Lee was. I see now, I, I totally see, like like Pat Morita, I wish I could meet him and have conversations. Yeah, I him. met him, man. I did, a, uh, I, I did this movie with him. It was one of his last th- times on doing a movie, like on a set. And I met him and he was, he was uh, super old at that time and definitely in like, you know, on the decline, you know, um, but I was, it was, I just kept asking him about Sanford and Son because I'm a, about Red Fox. That's what I was, because I'm a huge Sanford and Son fan. And he, he, Dude, same, same. Yes. Okay. Continue. But, yeah. You know, Pat Morita was in it. He yeah. was a recurring character. He played Achu, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was such a huge fan of Pat Morita, but, uh, but especially like Sanford and Son is one of my favorite shows. And, uh, yeah. So, so he broke it down to me how they met, told me how he met Red Fox at a comedy club, how they, you know, they, they did blow like in the alleyway behind the, you know, just like this awesome. amazing stories. You right. Know? I'm like, oh man, this dude, this dude's a legend. I mean, he was a fucking rock star, but I mean, you, you would never, by the roles that he was offered and took, you, you would never know the complexity or the depth or the, or the the life that he lived. Yeah, but you, you know, know what's interesting is he was the lead of a, a sitcom 
called Tiantina, and it it was way ahead of its time. This was Mm -hmm. more all American girl. Yeah, and it it didn't. And if you watch it, it's like you could feel the you could feel like oh, this was like clearly written by white folks. You know, Mm -hmm. you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel authentic. And then he he was also had his own detective show called O'Hara. I don't know if you I remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, kind of came and went. But he was a big star, man. Yeah. Big star. He was yeah. a, a groundbreaker, you know. But uh, it, but never kind of those those leading roles never kind of really broke through until Karate Kid. Yeah, and I, and I think you have to wonder had he been around in this era, who knows where yeah. his career could have gone, you know? Yeah. And were he to be around, if we're still going to stay on the same trajectory, which I believe we are, and more, were he around 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. Like, he's like, and now I see, like, when I when I think back to, to Bruce Lee and I think back to Pat Morita and, you know, guys like that, I see now that... Of course, all the all the all the women actors also. I mean, I they they just they rounded the bases for guys like us and yeah. and, and other women, you know, and and for sure the same way. And and now that I, I I can sort of put that in perspective now, and I don't have the same kind. I'm able to take myself out of it and say, okay, I didn't have to look at those portrayals as reflections of myself. There's a different context that I can look at it in, you know. Yeah. And so I, I just sort of feel like I, I, I look back now at those guys and I'm like, wow, they really did so much. And they they put in yeah. so much work so that guys like and, and people may not be able to see that clear lineage, but it is it's direct. It's like, like yeah. for, for sure. Like that's the thing. People don't have people. And I get it. I understand it because when you're in pain, it's hard to, to see things in context, you know, right. but uh, but that's all they had, you know, yeah. that they were they they were dealing with way worse circumstances than we are now and right now it's hard you know like yeah so uh, uh so yeah yeah it's uh hats off to, to to all of them and in turn you got to think here we are and we're rounding the bases the next generation or the generation to come you know yeah, the kids yeah and okay. and it's like it's a great privilege in my opinion for that generation to be like, ah, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to do what I want to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're going to look at us at one point and be, those guys are whack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're going to get older and they're going to be like, no, I see it. Yeah. I, I get it, you know, hopefully. Think, yeah, and that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. We're, we're a part of something big. Yeah. Well, listen, man, thank you for taking the time uh, to speak no with fun. me. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, I always look forward to our conversations. You know, that was I, just like us hanging out at a, at a bar. That at was just arts. Like, yeah, at arts. <laughs> at the deli, man. Yeah, that was fun. yeah, absolutely. And I, I really, I always, I always take away so much from our conversations, man. And and I, you know, I just, I wanted to tell you that when I met you and when, you know, when I got offered the part. Uh, and always be my maybe. I was not really in the best headspace, you know, and I or emotional space. And I think, you know, I had really been in that situation where, you know, I've I've had I've done a fair amount in my life, but I I I was certainly at a, at a point where I wanted to do new things and I wanted to kind of embark on new territory, new journeys, you know. And I think when I met you and that happened, it couldn't have come at a better time and I think after having you know I felt like we built this instant friendship you know and I really get a lot out of it it's really been fulfilling for me and I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you've done for me and for everything that we've done that you've done for so many other people you know you just a lot thank you man yeah and you mean a lot you mean a lot to a lot of people man and hey uh, I'm telling you when when we were writing that when we were literally writing the script 
and I remember just riffing on like who could be the band members. And this was way before we even went in production. I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if Lyrics Born was in a, was a band member? Mm-hmm. It would be like, it would just be so cool. It's to be such a like shout out to Bay Area hip hop. It would be like such a shit. But you know, he's probably, he probably is like, probably like it doesn't like, doesn't want to act or he doesn't, you know, it, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll definitely be a long shot. Like, it'll be a long shot. But I kept thinking about it. And then, you know, we reached out and you were like down. And 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 then it was like, yeah, but, you know, let's just let's see his audition tape. Because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of these musicians who like act, they, they usually can't act, let alone be funny, you know, because because it was a comedic role. The role was a comedic role, you know, so we wanted to gauge how adept at comedy uh, you were. And then we saw your tape. We're like, oh man, mm. come on. Yeah. Come on. Thank you, man. And I was just like, when, when we found out that you were down, I was just, to me, it was like one of the most exciting casting moments of the whole thing. Cause it was like, oh, this is, this is a hero of mine. Oh, thank so, you, man. Yeah. Hero of mine. I mean, and I told you, like I used to, be so into quantum. I remember. I remember the Dear Lyrics Born uh, uh, section of the webs, the quantum website. Yeah. Uh, um, just the whole crew. I was just so such a huge fan. And and and. Uh, but but you in particular, because you were Asian American, it made me. It, it was just like, dude, just so special to have you in that movie. So thank you for being a part of it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. And I just like I said. I mean, I, I just want to. I want to commend you on everything that you've been able to achieve because I, as much as anybody know what that takes. And, uh, and also just for being such a great friend, man, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. So anyway, you. thank you. Best of the family, man. Stay safe, stay Thanks. safe and healthy. Say hi to the family. We'll do. And we'll talk soon, man. All right, LP. Thanks, Randall. Yo, thank you for listening to Mobile Homies. Make sure you subscribe and hit me with a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcast. For more content, hit up lyricsborn.com. Love y'all. Uh.